P-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters catching feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause Sandy Wiss is ready Forget about it, goodbye All the bitches saying hi Five somebody rise up Weekdays catch us live Somebody let's go It's hump day, baby. It's hump day. Tis hump day, mother lovers. For all you people, all you lovely people out there. Ha <laughs> ha! Tis Wednesday. Tis the hump day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wet ass P word. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah, uh, Ben Shapiro. Gotta love him. Anyway, and if you haven't seen that, definitely check out the uh, the clip that I put out uh, this morning of Ben Shapiro reacting to Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP or WAP or however you want to pronounce it. W-A-P. All right. Uh, also, the radio edit is uh, wet and gushy. Wet and oh. gushy. But we already know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yes. 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 Oh. 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 The thing that um launched a thousand ships at one point you know the thing that keeps the world going round you know what i'm saying just just saying just just saying <laughs> inspiration just saying. for many inspiration for many okay there have been sculptures there have been paintings made of this wars wars <laughs> plays have been written about it just saying Family's broken up over it. I mean, there's this been a, a plethora. You name it. There's been a lot of things about it, okay? So anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, then you've been living under a rock. I don't know. Uh, Godspeed. Peace be with you. And uh, good luck with the rest of your life on figuring that out. Um, but I'll let you know it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Anyway, <laughs> thank God. I mean, thank God for it. If, if, if we didn't have it, we would not be here on this planet. Let's just be real. See what I'm saying? Speaking the truth. I'm just saying, I'm just dropping, saying the truth. Dropping facts. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, hope you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday. It is Wednesday, y'all. Time to wake your ass up. It's time to get out and do your things. Be productive. Today is hump day. It is the, this is the start of getting over that hump. By the end of the day, it's a down, it's all downhill. You know what I'm saying? In a positive way, not downhill like, oh, it's all going down and barrel of cat piss. No, 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 no. Positive, guys. All positive things. Okay? We got a lot of things to talk about because, of course, some news broke this uh, last yesterday, um, la uh, last afternoon. That's an interesting phrase to say. Last afternoon, this thing was said. Um, and yes, uh, I am interested to see what goes down in regards to this whole situation. You know what I mean? Um, because there's so much, so much to talk about. And how people were reacting to everything has been very, very interesting. Um, how everybody's been, you know, 
how people have been reacting has been worth every moment. Um, so we're going to be talking about that as well. Kamala Harris uh, has been selected. Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris as his running mate for VP. So I'm very interested um, to see what happens here in the near future. Because uh, like I said, the next couple of months are going to be very interesting, y'all. Very interesting for sure. Um, and, you know, of course, we got to talk about that here in a second. But hold on one second. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. Had to take care of a little bit of something, something. Okay. Sorry. Because uh, I do have a guest coming on, and uh, he was just hitting me up to make sure that we were connected on Skype because that, I was a little worried for a second there because I didn't know if he was going to be on today or not. Um, and I'll talk about that here very, very shortly. But before we jump into all this stuff, and sorry for that quick, that short little brief moment there, but uh, I got my brother Jackie Buck in the house. What up? What's a guan, bro? Good morning. Good morning. Good, morning. Good to see yeah. you too, man. Yeah, hump day. We're getting through the week. Yeah, yeah making, making it happen. Actually, so. you know, it's funny because yeah. I, I said yesterday, I was like, man, this feels like this is going to be a long ass week. And it, it's been going pretty damn fast. I'm going to yeah. be straight funky. It's been going really, really fast. So for me, I'm like, yay, please let let this week go fast. Let, let this week go quickly. And also, the other thing is, is that I knew for a fact that they were going to put that stuff out. The, the Joe yeah. Biden was going to make that announcement yesterday. I just felt it in my bones. I'm like, okay, if it's not going to be Monday, it's got to be Tuesday. They got to get this ish moving. They got to get things moving because they got the D Democratic National Convention coming up very, very soon. They got to be on point here and they got to, you know, they got to make sure she's properly vetted. Please make sure she's properly vetted. But anyway, moving on. How was your night, Jackie? It was good, man. Just um, so we actually went over to uh, my brother-in-law's house, uh, my wife's brother, oh, nice. and uh, we were able to uh, sing happy birthday. We're not really sing, just say happy birthday to uh, our niece. Uh, she does not like being sung the happy birthday song. She will scream no and walk out of the room if you start uh, singing to her. She's only three. Oh wow! Uh, so. That's like is that like <laughs> wow? That's that's heavy, man. Yeah. She. So, but she's got a disdain for that song. Uh, that, so that's more yeah. than disdain. That's 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 just like an absolute like put a bad take. That's a purple, purple passion against something that's so, supposed to be so lovely and happy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Old? no, no. That's hilarious, man. Yeah. She's like, so, no, but it was good to watch the kids go run around the yard and play for a little while. And that's nice. Uh, for the first time that they'd actually seen her in person in six months. So uh, that's uh one of the only kids that my kids have been around very much, uh, you know, in a long time. So it's uh, a lot of that uh, quarantining, seeing people online and stuff like that. But yeah. it's uh, it's good to see fam and, and you know, celebrate birthdays. That's what's People still got them going on. I mean, so. yeah, you know what I mean? People are still born on these days. You know what I'm saying? There's always somebody being born today or the other day. You know what I mean? Yeah, Anybody I feel bad for all these uh, quarantine, quote-unquote, babies that, you know, limited people in the hospital, um, and you have to go in and have a child at a hospital with all the stuff okay, going so, on. So here's the thing. Let me keep it straight funky with you, okay? Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I had my birthday during this quarantine as well, and it sucked. 
it really, really sucked. But oh, actually, no, 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 no. I take that back. Actually, no, it did not suck. It was actually really, really fantastic. I still got to see family. I still got to see some friends. Everybody still, we still practiced uh, some sort of social distance of some sort. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, come on now. It, it was, it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I feel like everyone's birthday is on a work day. That's what it feels like. It feels like everybody's birthday landed on a work day. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, See what it, I'm saying? It really is. Everybody's like- birthday landed on a school night. So it's not like you can really go out and kick it and, and have a great time and do, you, do the damn thing. You, you're kind of stuck because, well, it's a school night. You know what I mean? Damn. My birthday landed on a Tuesday. You see what I'm saying? So it, it feels like everybody's birthday landed on a Tuesday. Where it's like, yeah. you, you can't really kick it, but you can sort of, but then you still got a curfew because you right. got to get home, lather, rinse, repeat, and be able to be functional the next day. But at this, But this time, it's more like you wake up, you're still functional, but you're locked up in your crib for life. And, def- you know, fending off this <laughs> Rona, and that's about it. Ain't that a... Mm, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And it doesn't that suck? So that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like my birthday, which did land in the middle of the week. It felt like my birthday landed. And I feel like a lot of other... Like, my, uh, I had one of my sisters that celebrated her birthday during quarantine. During this time. I feel like everybody's going to celebrate their birthday during quarantine just the way things are going right now and the fact that there is no vaccine out yet i have a feeling like at least a good portion of the world is not going to be able to or a good portion of the population is not going to be able to celebrate their birthday the way they'd like to celebrate their birthday because unfortunately their birthday is landing on a tuesday that's what it is Everybody's birthday is landing on a Tuesday. Facts. Yeah. Ain't it, doesn't that suck though? Huh. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know what? No matter what, even if it is on a, you know, your birthday's landing on a Tuesday or landing on a work week or a work day, if you catch my drift, mm-hmm. that's still another day without you getting the Rona. I'm just going to keep it straight funky. So in, in that case, I jump back and kiss myself 17,000 times because I'm like, dang, I still dodged this Rona and I ain't got it. Yeah. I'm happy about that. You know what I'm saying? Count your blessings, as they say. Counting my blessings every single day. But that's still, like every minute of every single day. You know what I'm saying? Which is something interesting because, we, you know, we could talk about this right now anyway. Uh, there has been a school that has quarantined. Over 900 students in Georgia. 900 students. 900 students are quarantined right now because the kids went to school kicking it. I mean, you know, going to school, getting their education on. And uh, now they're being quarantined because there were a bunch of kids. There were a couple kids that went into the school with the COVID. Did you know this? Uh, is it the same place that we had the photos of the hallway? 
from my understanding, is a completely different place from the school in the hallway. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. cool. Dope. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're saying that this isn't like a, a singular event. This this happens all over the place when people go back to school. From my understanding, 900 times now uh, <laughs> in one uh, school. Uh, oh, who who knew? <laughs> who knew that wouldn't, you know, who knew that was going to happen? Who knew that was, you know, what are the chances? What are the chances? But the funny thing is, is there, there's a photo that I, I haven't uh, found it, but there is a photo. I saw it on, on, uh, on uh, Good Morning America this morning. There was a big photo of all, a bunch of students coming together, taking a photo. Not one of them were wearing a mask. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. But the thing is, is that's the thing. I understand that that's not the be all and end all of uh, stopping people from getting sick, you know, and stopping people from getting the covid and getting the Rona. But at the same time, man, y'all need to start using these masks. I understand that it's like, oh, it's the government trying to control us. I get that, but at the, I get what you, you, what you're trying to, what your point is, and I, I get what you, what you're pointing at. But at the same damn time, come on, y'all, shoot, put on the mask, just do it, man, just do it for the sake of your own livelihood, and for the sake of the people that are around you. You know what I'm saying? Oh shoot, uh, Darius Bradford, what's up, man? On Facebook, thank you so much for uh, tuning in on Facebook, man. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, the thing is, is you know, just wear a mask, right? But you know, if you, unless if you're in Florida, where now there's a sheriff's office that is uh, banning wearing face masks. So, Excuse me. You know, because of during this time where there's such unrest and uh, people are having such an issue with police. They said that anybody that comes to the sheriff's office, where there's about 600 people that work, uh, that if they come there and they're wearing a mask, they will be asked to take their mask off or they'll be told to leave. Uh, and so, yeah. But then you see all the photos of SWAT teams and riot people that are completely uh, in full-on gear that you can't tell who it is. And that's what the concern is, is that if someone were to come in and have a plan to do something bad to the sheriff's office that they yep. want to be able to see who it is but you know but it's okay for them to go out in full SWAT gear and not have any name tags on you know they can have some kind of uh, identifier on there but not a name and you can't see their face so yeah <laughs> oh and and their cameras on the, their bodies don't work yeah no kidding whoops oops oh i forgot that doesn't that doesn't work damn whoops sprinkle some crack on them it'd be fine um psh, wow Oh, here's That's another thing I saw that was kind of funny related to masks real quick before we move on. Okay. Um, so, you know, um, you know, John uh, McAfee, you know, McAfee, like antivirus, antivirus. It's like that thing that's on all the Microsoft things and like you can oh, get yeah, it for yeah, free. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that guy, he, I got, he got arrested uh, in Norway, um, I think yesterday. <laughs> what for? Uh, because instead of wearing a regular face mask, he was wearing a thong. Wait, 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 wait. You can get arrested for that? I guess so. <laughs> you can get arrested for that. Real talk. Uh, I, I mean... You can really yeah. get arrested for that ish? That's yeah. stupid. I mean, still, what he did is stupid as hell. But at the same time, like... Really? You can get arrested for wearing a thong on your face. Yeah, because he, was, he refused to don a medically certified mask. Instead of, of course. ladies' underwear. So. That's funny as <laughs> hell. Oh, my God. It, it's funny. For somebody who is so 
I guess, intelligent, you know, being, uh, you know, creating a business and doing what he does for him to do something so stupid. Yeah. So asinine. Just makes you wonder who you're buying, who you're buying from, you know, yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Super said, uh, I assume crossless panties are less effective. Hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> facts, you know, man. It, it's easier to breathe out of them. That's for most sure. definitely. <laughs> There's nothing there. It's just you're just basically wearing dental floss around your face. That's basically it. But that is stupid. That's absolutely stupid. Anyway, I remember seeing you wearing underwear as a mask. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But those were boxer briefs, and they were saying that that was a a, a possibility uh, or an option. Uh, if you don't have a mask during that time. And uh, right. yeah, I tried it and I, I felt like I was choking myself to death. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. I don't recommend it. Don't, don't put boxer briefs on your face. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's not fun. Also, speaking of which, because there is something out there, they're, they're called like neck gaiters. Mm-hmm. Neck gaiters also, speaking of masks, apparently aren't that effective at all. But people are yeah. rocking them like they're the next best thing. Um, yeah. But from my understanding, neck gaiters, if I'm correct, that's what they're called, um, do not work. And is it because they're too thin or something? Um, I think it's because, well, I'm, I'm trying to look it up really quick, but so I can have the, the facts instead of just giving it just a bunch of BS. Let's see here. Yeah, researchers right have found. Yes. Yeah, a new uh, study. A new study uh, tested one neck gaiter, neck gaiter and found that it didn't slow the spread of respiratory droplets. But researchers say that it doesn't tell the full st- story. Hmm. So, um, uh, the researchers sought to create the, uh, and test a method for evaluating the e- uh, efficacy of uh, various types of face coverings uh, from N95 masks to bandanas in stopping the spread of respiratory droplets in the air. Current research uh, suggests that coronavirus is spread through those respiratory droplets, which we expel when we talk, yell, scream, cough, or sing. Uh, They tested 14 different face uh, coverings in all uh, most of which were fabric masks, just like the ones you can buy basically anywhere right now. Right. They also tested one fleece neck gaiter and one bandana. The results of, from their tests show that the bandana, bandana and fleece gaiter transmitted as many or more respiratory droplets as not wearing any kind of face covering. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's... Um... So... One of those things I imagine there's, you know, the different types of makers that too. Like you're gonna have the crappy ones that you can get for five bucks at the gas station, right? Word. But then you can probably buy a neck gaiter for forty-five dollars that has multiple layers and extra protection and is more close to a medical grade type of thing. Right. Uh, because they're, they're stretchy, they're thin. Uh, I mean, they're really meant there to like block the sun and to maybe like you see a lot of people that are out like mowing lawns and stuff like that that will wear that. So any small debris and stuff like that, they don't have to breathe it, breathe it in as much. Uh, but you know, just like normal mask, I mean, people are going out and buying, you know, face masks from the stores that are selling them, but they're not necessarily medical grade. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, an N95 is obviously going to be one of the best things to be wearing, but that's not a realistic thing for everybody. And it's really hard to find. And you know, people that are on the front line, you know, really need to be using that. And if we're stuck with, you know, the other options, and I guess, you know, people are like, oh, I'll just buy that because now it's probably a Facebook ad that's out there pushing neck gaiters, you know, right. um, saying, hey, cover your, cover your mouth. Um, but I don't know if they have any claims that they're making when they're doing it. But, you know, um, go get your, our Pascal Show neck gator, though, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're super effective. At, at, at doing nothing. At doing absolutely not a damn thing. But go get one because we need to, you know, we need to pay our, we, we need to keep the lights on up in this piece. You know what I'm saying? Because we need to go buy some N95 masks. We, yes, we need to buy some N95 masks for sure. Please help a brother out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, we definitely got to jump into this top story. Uh, as we already know, Joe Biden broke news yesterday afternoon, last afternoon, and said uh, that he finally chose his running mate, and his running mate is Kamala Harris. Now, obviously, we all know, we all know, we're not surprised that about this news now, all right? This is kind of old news now, which is funny how things fly by, how quickly things change, how, how wild the world is, right? And how fast news travels. Um, and, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to Jack about his opinion. I've already put my opinion out there. You can check it out on, uh, my most recent, one of my most recent pop-up videos. So be sure to take a look at that and just, you know, you'll hear my opinion about everything as well. But Jack, what are your thoughts on it with, uh, Joe Biden picking Kamala Harris? I mean, it's, uh. Uh, he's fulfilling the statement that he made that he was going to choose a woman of color for his VP, right? Mm-hmm. So he's already standing up and holding up all of his uh, his things he said he'd do. So it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting pick. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's weird if you go back and you look at, like, the debates and how she basically was, like, ragging on him, uh, saying that, you know, he has done nothing for the black community and has... You know, it's probably like a, a bad thing for the black community. Right. And, and so, you know, it's interesting to have somebody kind of that was basically going against someone and fighting. And now is like, yeah, now, yeah, sure, I'll be your VP. Like, <laughs> it, you know, the old the old political switch, that's for sure. Uh, and, and then, the, you know, that's interesting. And then I see there's a lot of things out here that we're talking about, like, I saw that uh, Candace Owens, she posted up a thing um, that was going already going after the like the statements that she made when uh, when Harris was sworn into Congress, uh, saying that she was Indian American, uh, and she's like, oh, now she's gonna be you know acting like she's all black or all for the black community, uh, and and that you know and switching away from the Indian American you know type of statement, and it's like, well, her mom was Indian, but her dad was Jamaican, right? So, um, yeah. and then she was, and then like family was over here. So, yeah. but they, uh, you know, I don't know wh- whatever she would like to be qualified as. Uh, I mean, here she, it is though. Here it know. is though. Here it is though. Uh, don't mean to interrupt you on that, but why that's can't right. she identify as both? That's you what I'm saying. saying? Like, like, that's, there's there's like, no reason that, for that's her. That's exactly what I was going to get at. It was like, yeah. you know, I don't know what she likes to be qualified as, but like, I think she fits both categories. And right. obviously can, you know, um, and she grew up in, in a black community and it's a, uh, you know, it's interesting to see the talking points that the 
the right is already going after. Uh, and then the, but it's an interesting pick. And I think that, you know, she has history in, in politics and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I guess it's, that we don't have a choice outside of it now. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, uh, is it the best democratic ticket in years? I, no. Yeah. But it's, uh, one of those things that we can see what happens here and hopefully they're able to they run the polls down, you know? Yeah. Um, we do have a comment. This, this, uh, this particular comment came in very early on in the show. Um, but I, I wanted to, to point, pull this out and, uh, and put it up in, into the conversation. Uh, Richard, uh, Ceresa, um, said, Hey, I'll bounce this out right away. Kamala has a history of locking black men up. Joe has a history of throwing away the key. Trump signed the first step act act vote red, my friend. So that is very true on both stories on vo- on both parts. Um, you know, uh, Joe has definitely has a history of this and Kamala has a definitely has a history of it as well. Um, you know, for me, you know, I'm at that place right now where I want to see what they say now. Um, because I'm hoping that people can change. I'm hoping that people can change their minds, excuse me, um, or change their ways. Um, But I'm interested to see what happens here, you know, personally. Um, But yes, she, she does, she does have a history of it and he does have a history of it as well. Um, I guess I'm, you know, I just want to sit back, pop some popcorn, and see what kind of circus this is going to be. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, Remember that scene in the that's what I think. The, the Bartim and Bailey uh, thing went up in flames uh, with that Russell Crowe movie where he was uh, P.T. Barnum. I can't think of the name of the actual show. Is that the type of circus we're going to have? Is just a circus fire? <laughs> it's going to be. I mean, I I don't know. Like what I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, mm, ah, I, uh, hmm. Like I said, I want to sit back and see what happens. I'm not a fan of Kamala at all. Oh, the, the other thing is, is what you mentioned earlier, which is what I was going to talk about here too. I mean, one moment she is trying to drag Joe Biden during the debates, during the primaries. And then two seconds later, she's like, I cannot wait I am so proud to endorse Joe Biden for the 2020 presidential election. Like, and then, of course, they must have already been in talks right after that. I mean, right before that, because she would not sit. I would think she would not go out of her way to sit there and go, hey, I'm going to. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to endorse these this guy, even though I was trying to tell like he was against busing and, and all that. And, and, and the story of, I was that girl on that bus that went into an integrated school and without being able to do that, getting bussed into those, into that school, I wouldn't be here today, basically. And then two seconds later, after she loses, she loses, she crashed and burned hard in the primaries. She goes up and goes, I can't, I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for, and it's like, are you really? Wow, that's so two-faced. Huh. Interesting. So, 
But I understand that's politics. You know what I'm saying? That's politics. Um, but there is a part of me that goes, okay, I understand that she was in it to win it. She was going in it to win those debates. She wanted to get her name out there. She just went for the jugular, sort of. Um, but then when it came to the primary, she failed miserably. Then there was an opportunity for her to take another route. So then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, we're the best. You know, we're best friends. We're, we're, we're the bestest people in the world. You know what I mean? Um, Sean on Periscope. What's up, Sean? Good morning. Uh, uh, Sean just said, didn't she call Biden a racist? She didn't say that he was a racist. She's kind of implied it. You know, and, and, I mean, I like I said, I have not watched every single debate of Kamala Harris. So maybe she has said that literally. Maybe she said the aura word. Maybe, maybe. But I don't think so. I think she implied it without actually saying it. Because I think she was also trying to toe the line because there was a possibility of him, of her going into somebody's team. Like, it's like, okay, if I don't win the primaries, I could still have a chance to become part of something. I could still get VP. I could still get anything, you know? So I think in a way, she was being one in there doing what she wanted what she needed to do to to try to win but also i think she was trying to be a politician as well so that she could literally go back and say well i didn't inhale <laughs> i didn't call him a racist i said this not once did i say the aura word so it's interesting it's very very interesting you know um, and like I said, it'll be I'm very interested to see what happens in the next few months. I mean, it's going to be a wild ride, y'all. This is going to be crazy. But isn't it funny? Because this is like the time that we this is these past two, this last election and this upcoming election. Actually, the last few elections have been extremely entertaining. People really have been watching. I mean, like Obama getting elected in. Then, you know, now we got then Trump getting elected in. Now Trump possibly getting elected in again. So everybody and their mama is going to be at the, at the edge of their seats. Literally, everybody's going to be hanging on every single syllable during those debates, if we actually have debates. Because we could literally not have debates and just have the election and that be it. I'm hoping to God that there's some debates because I would love to see Pence mm. and Harris in the same debate at the same damn time and seeing how they handle each other. Because one thing about Kamala Harris is she ain't no joke. She'll go in. She goes for the jugular all the time. So I'm interested to see how this all goes down. You know, because one thing that Biden lacks, she's very strong in, in comparison to the two, the two of them. You know, he he obviously, you as we already know, he's not fully sound of mind right now. So his focus is very off. So against Trump. I have a feeling Trump's going to annihilate him in the debates if we have debates, which is terrifying. But Harris versus Pence, mm. woo, 
Ooh, it's going to be an interesting one. They're both, I mean, both, both debates, no matter what, are going to be interesting as hell. But you know for a fact, everybody and their mom is going to be watching Harris, seeing what she's going, she about to do. You know, and I said this in the, in the pop-up video too. I said, hey, I am interested to see what Kamala is going to say about what her plans are, what she'd like to implement for the black community. Not locking us up, but actually helping us out. I'm very interested to see what she has to say about that for sure. So hopefully she can win some people back because I know that there's a lot of the black community that do not feel her at all. So we'll see what happens. This is going to be a very interesting, like I said, I'm willing to sit back and see what she says. I mean, that's the only choice we have. It's the only choice we got. Oh my God. <laughs> She's the only choice we got. We, oh dear God. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, but you know, for a fact, how I feel about this, man, I am not cool with it. This burns my cookies, man. So she better come out with something. Man, I'm telling you, I'm about to start crying, bro. Ah, she better come out with something like she better come correct. That's all I'm saying. She better surprise some people, bruh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is going to be amazing. Either it's going to be amazingly bad or it's going to be amazing. Woo. Okay. We got some Hail Marys to, yeah. to, to, to look at. That's a Hail Mary. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Biden just went. Just blindly, just eyes closed, just blindly launched the football in whatever direction he thinks the end of the field is. And we just got to hope she catches that damn thing. Right. So we'll it see It looks what like, happens. I mean, all the, uh, the pundits are going against her for sure. If you look oh, at any yeah. of the uh, like Fox News type of stuff. What have uh, they been saying, by the way? What have they been saying exactly? She's a radical running mate. Um, that I mean, they've been mocking the pronunciation of her name, uh, suggesting that Joe Biden didn't actually select her himself. Uh, and so, I mean, it's one of those things where they're just starting to attack her and, and like full on attack, you know, uh, really? of every direction they can think of. Um, Bruh. And yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. It's, <laughs> I mean, who was it? There was Hannity that Trump went on and talked with uh, last night. And kind of, you know, they just tried to talk about Harris for like a minute. And every time it was brought back up, like Trump would you know, talk about something else. I ended up talking about windmills. Uh, like and, like the, the conversation either was uh, they got too bored of it or it just was one of those ones where instead of like attacking it head on, uh, it kept on like being like, you know, just diverted around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Tucker Carlson called uh, Harris as a one-dimensional candidate who he described as the single most transactional human being in America. There wow. are timeshare salesmen you could trust more and payday lenders who are more sincere than Harris. Damn, burger. <laughs> Man, he, 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 when he goes in, he goes in. Also, um, you know, Trump got an opportunity to respond to this as well. Um, you know, the, he was at a, 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 a press briefing. And they asked him what his thoughts were on Kamala Harris being selected as Biden's VP. And uh, I got the video right here. 
Hold wow. up one second. Yes, look at that. Moving up in the world. <laughs> I have two questions I'd, I'd like to ask you. One about Senator Harris's record, and then a different one about FISA abuse. Sure. Um, so regarding uh, Senator Harris's record, you had a, a pretty uh, quick response to that. You had an ad out that said that she was a phony, and I wanted to drill down. She was a what? A phony. Phony. And I wanted to ask about a specific example that a lot of people thought was a phony moment. Um, as San Francisco DA, she oversaw, according to the Mercury News, 1,900 marijuana convictions. But she was asked in an interview last year if she had smoked marijuana, and she appeared to joke and, according to some people, lie and say that she was listening to Snoop Dogg and Tupac while their music hadn't come out at the time, while she said she was smoking pot, listening to it. Um, why, why would she lie about that? Do you see that as more evidence that is surpassed on marijuana a liability? Well, she lied. I mean, she said things that were untrue. Uh, she is uh, a person that's told many, many stories that weren't true. She's very big into raising taxes. She wants to slash funds for our military at a level that nobody can even believe. She uh, is against fracking. Fracking is, she's against petroleum products. I mean, how do you do that and go into Pennsylvania or Ohio or Oklahoma or the great state of Texas. She's against uh, fracking. Fracking's a big deal. Uh, she's in favor of socialized medicine, where you're going to lose your doctors, you're going to lose your plans. She wants to take uh, your health care plans away from 180 million Americans. 180 million Americans that are very happy with their health insurance, and she wants to take that away. So she was my number one pick. I mean, she was, as they would say, because hopefully you'll start college football, she was my number one draft pick. And we'll see how she works out. She did very, very poorly in the uh, primaries, as you know. She was expected to do well. And she was, she ended up at right around 2% and spent a lot of money. She had a lot of things happening. And so I was a little surprised that he picked her. I've been watching her for a long time, and I was a little surprised. She was extraordinarily nasty to uh, Kavanaugh, Ju Judge Kavanaugh then, now Justice Kavanaugh. She was nasty to a level that was just uh, a horrible thing, the way she was, the way she treated now Justice Kavanaugh. And I won't forget that soon. So she did very poorly in the primaries, and now she's chosen. So let's see how that all works out. Yep. So... <laughs> He's like, now she's chosen, so we're just going to have to see how she... Number one draft pick, um, I found very interesting as well. Uh, you know, she's... He, he was he was mean to this this guy that was accused of rape all the time and by multiple people and yeah. that had this big thing that, you know, where he blew up and... and it's like... <laughs> in his... In, yeah. Yeah. That was that was very interesting. Um, and, 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 I you know, here it is. Uh, how Kamala went after... Kavanaugh, don't you ex wouldn't you expect that? I wouldn't expect anything different, um, especially during those times, during that time. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're about to get grilled. What else is new? You know what I'm saying? Um, but that was something interesting because he, you know, he did state st stuff that was true. You know, during the primary, she did not do that well. Uh, and the funny thing is, is, I remember a time when people were super hype about Kamala Harris. I was too. 
until I found out the other st- the stuff that the information that came out about how she was towards the black community and all the other things. Oh yeah, you know, having in- incarcerating people, you know, in, in regards to uh, marijuana charges and all that. But then she's on. <laughs> Oh my God! I wish I could find. I need to find this at one point. But she had an she had an interview on Breakfast Club in the morning, and she's talking about smoking weed and listening to Tupac, like laughing about it, going, "Yeah, you know, I used to smoke weed and all that stuff." And the funny thing is, it's like, why are you pandering, man? That's just one thing that I feel about it. It's like you don't need to pander so damn much. Real talk. Why pander so damn much? You know? You already got the race card. It's in your blood. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to try so damn hard. Just be you. Boo-boo. But at the same time, she was doing that. She was saying that in Breakfast Club in the morning, uh, but then two seconds later, you know what I'm saying? You know the facts. But then she's sitting there going, oh, yeah, you know, I, sm- I smoked weed and all that. It's like, OK, so then why weren't you incarcerating yourself? Why are you seeming so two faced? Then you see all these other things where she's trying to rip apart Biden on during the primaries, during those debates, basically calling him a racist. And now you're his VP and going. My guy. He's my guy. It just doesn't seem real. Like, it just doesn't feel real to me. Doesn't seem genuine. So, and I get it. You can see she is definitely somebody who is thirsty. She thirsty, bro. Political. And political. But at the same time, you could just see it's like, I'm here to get fed. And I'll do it by any means necessary. Oh, you want me to do this? Cool. Does that mean I get this? Cool. It's just there's something about her that just doesn't feel real, doesn't feel like, uh, you know, I'm here to help this out. I'm here to make something happen. You know what I'm saying? Mr. T12, perfect example. Perfect example. Hillary Clinton with her sitting there going, oh, yeah, I got hot sauce in my bag. (laughs) Yeah, I smoke weed and I listen to Tupac. I sent you the link to that Breakfast Club interview. Oh, is it the is it the part or is it the whole I think, interview? You no, know, it's like um, well, it's like the whole thing. But she's right there in the beginning. Uh, oh, you know what? She was on for forty five minutes. Yeah, exactly. I'm not about to. What's forty five minutes right now? Uh, but just sit uh, back, everybody. Sit back, relax, <laughs> and enjoy the sweet the sounds breakfast of <laughs> the Breakfast Club and Kamala Harris lying through her damn teeth. Um, no, uh, but he, th- that's the thing. Like we, we're going to we're going to see what happens. The other thing is the other thing is, is something that Tom, uh, that Tim just said that I found very, very interesting um, and I think is very, very true. So if Biden Harris make it to the, uh, make it, the Dems will force Biden out so Kamala can take over. That is absolute facts, too. You know, for a fact, she's only a heartbeat away from the number one stunner. Like, seriously, she's only one seat one heartbeat away from taking over and running this country. Now, at one point, at some point, if he was to win, if Biden wins, 
they're literally going to say eh, he's not really that fit. You know, at, at some point when he's in when he's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and he's like, "Oh, it's great to be here in St. Louis, Missouri." Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, so the kids and the the hair on my legs and the thighs and the, the, the you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make fun of the, you know his mental. Let me smell your hair real quick. You know his his mental breakdown. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know his dementia, if you will. Um, but at the same time, it is happening. It is real. We're seeing it in the public eye. He, you know, his his attention span is so much he can only he can only last for so long with his attention span. And so, like I said, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. And then, of course, yes, it's an opportunity for her to just swoop in and take over as president. And that's a good possibility as well. It won't happen right away, but it could eventually happen within those four years for sure. So that's probably what entices her even more you know what i'm saying that makes her salivate even more is the possibility of sinking her teeth into the juiciest job in politics so we'll see what happens but anyway we got to go into a quick commercial break when we come back i have an interview with recording artist hip-hop artist rap artist dill and we're going to be premiering one of his songs live on the show so Stick around. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being part of the conversation today. If this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. And of course, if you're enjoying this conversation that we're going to have here very shortly, please go hit that like button down below. Anyway, we got to jump into this, man, because I'm, I'm really excited. We got this really, really talented kid. He is all the way fresh out from Philly. No, we're not talking about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We're talking about Dill up in this piece. Hip-hop artist Dill, how you doing, my brother? Yo, well now, what's up? It's your boy, Dill. How's it going? Man, we... Appreciate the intro, bro. Hey, anytime, man. Anytime, man. Um, so let me let me ask you something. How How is... Before we jump into all this stuff and the things that you're doing and the new, the new music video that you have coming out uh, that has already dropped and everything, how is Philly dealing with this pandemic? Oh, man, you know, it's rough around here. I think everything's been shut down, you know, just like it's been uh, major cities all across the world, pretty much. Um, you know, we're going on whatever over six months now. So everything's been locked down, but we're making the most of it. I'm still getting out there doing my thing, um, you know, doing the whole social distancing or going out when we can. You know, we've got some outdoor places we can go and all that. But you know how it is. Right, right. I mean, you know, because I, I can only imagine like it being like, you know, here in, in, in my neck of the woods, it's there's so many new restrictions that are that keep on getting popped up. I mean, we're, we're starting to get even more restrictions uh, dropped on us later on today, actually. So I'm just curious as to like how you're able to, you know, do what you do, which is entertain and get out there during this this time of, of covid. So. How are you doing that as far as like being able to perform and do live performances? Are you doing those? 
Yeah, that's been difficult, man. You know, I was getting a lot of traction with my live shows actually right when COVID started. I had my first headlining NYC show in March, but it actually got canceled because of COVID. So that was that was a bummer. But, um, yeah. you know, like it's all about just kind of staying uh, agile, like ready to, to, you know, make the most of whatever the situation is. So I've just been focusing on new music, uh, focusing on, you know, social media growing on uh, my Spotify and everything like that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to doing shows and everything like that. Cause we never expected that it was going to be this long, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's going to be different when things go, go back. And, and I'm just looking forward to getting back to doing shows and everything like that and doing what right. I can now. I feel you, man. I feel you like, so let me, let me ask you this, like, cause obviously there's, you know, you're, you're out here, you're doing your thing. Everybody's knowing you as Dill. You're getting out there doing your thing. You got a lot of great songs. but And I know you've explained this a million times, but for the people that are just getting to know who you are on this right now, where did you get your... How did you get out there as Dill? Yes, sir. Well, for those of you who don't know... My original, you know, step into the rap game was with my song Jordan Belfort, which was back in 2014. Um, that's that's my song. It's like multi-platinum hit and was really my first uh, door into the industry and everything like that. And so since then, I've just been focused on my own independent music. And these days I'm working on a lot of different stuff. So I've got my Crypto Rich album that I'm making music videos for, putting those out on YouTube um, TikTok, you know, Triller, all that stuff. And also, uh, working on some new music videos. So this weekend I'm going with Wes Walker shooting the on fire video out here in Philly, which is going to be dope. Um, and yeah, so, you know, we're doing lots of different things. I'm working on a crypto rich deluxe album and, uh, yeah. That's what's up, you man. Know? That's what's up. So let me ask you something like, you know, obviously you did Jordan Belfort. Um, it came out, what was the initial reaction, you know, when you saw that it was doing so well? Like, was it just going organically getting out there like that? Or were you doing a big push for that particular song? Like, Yeah, so with you know that I mean? record, we just put it out on SoundCloud. And it was actually one of the first songs to blow up entirely on SoundCloud. So this is back in the early days of SoundCloud. Before, really, we had this situation that we have now where lots of rappers have gotten unpopular on SoundCloud. You know, back in this time... It was completely new. Um, so Jordan Belfort came out on SoundCloud, and it actually took a couple of years to really grow into something promising. Mm. Um, so, you know, I sort of witnessed that firsthand, and I think a lot of people saw it as like an overnight success. But, um, you know, it, it really took two to three years to grow, and it's still growing to this day. I mean, the song just became double platinum now, like five years after it came out. So, um, you know, that just continues to grow. So I, I'm used to that and I know that well. So like with all the music I put out, I'm just expecting it to have kind of a long time span as I continue to grow my audience. So yeah. that's why I've got some independent singles such as like, Hey, what's up? Hello. And my song, bad hair that I put out a little while ago, but they're just starting to catch on now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and you know, it, what, what I love is that, uh, well, I really love bad hair. Um, you know, it's it's even in my workout playlist. Real talk, it is. I swear to God, it's on my workout oh, playlist. Um, you know, and uh, and I, of course, we're going to be uh, showing off that music video here very, very shortly. Um, but, you know, like, I, what are you doing during this time? Like now that, you know, there's a lot of downtime right now. 
So, and it's not like you guys are doing, and it's not like you're able to go out and perform live anywhere, really. So what are you doing during this time? You know, we've been making the most of it. Um, I've been able to shoot some dope music videos. We're just putting stuff together and making it happen, uh, you know, the best way that we can. Mm. So it's been, it's been really awesome. And, you know, I mean, I guess awesome is the wrong word, you know? Like, I've just been grinding, grinding in my own way. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm working on my Crypto Rich Deluxe album, which I'm going to be releasing, like, probably almost 10 new songs for the Crypto Rich album. So that's going to be dope. Um, you know, I've just been grinding in a studio, getting a lot of that work done, as well as just planning for new YouTube videos and everything like that. I think that, um, you know, I'm at a stage where my catalog of music is starting to get big. So it's just important for me to continue releasing music and content like music videos as well. And um, so I think people people are starting to see the growth on my channel and everything like that. And my videos are really starting to get a lot more attention. So that's dope. Yeah, that's 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 dope, man. I, and I like that. I like that you're just using you're using this downtime as an opportunity to, you know, be creative, create more content, get your work out there. Um, because right now, I mean, a lot of people are getting bored. Why? Because there's not enough content out there. I feel like or there's a lot of content, but a lot of people have consumed all of that content. So you being able to do what you do and uh, create some more stuff, um, you know, even this crypto rich deluxe album is um, really, really great. You know, and I think that's something that people really, really need right now for sure. It's just more new fresh content people are people are hungry out here for something that's else. facts man i mean you know you just got to make the most of this time i think that everybody is kind of looking for you know what can they do and it's easy to get caught up in, in fear and get caught up in kind of the drama but you know my goal is to just stay grinding and stay on the things that you know are going to help me move forward and just figure out a way to do that so you know with with my album crypto rich deluxe that's coming out and everything like that it's really just true to myself and what i do you know i work in in blockchain and cryptocurrency so that's just a big part of what i've been doing as an entrepreneur is just continuing to work and grind and keep building on on the great things that i already have going for me and yeah. so i think that you know it's important at this time that everybody's trying to build something and so we're seeing a lot of excitement in the cryptocurrency and bitcoin markets now and so so you know that's something that's interesting for me as well yeah i mean you, you, it's really smart you're being really really smart especially with the music and all that um so real quick question when did you realize that things are st that things were starting to work? When was the moment where you were like, "Whoa, I got a fan base! Holy cow!" Uh, people Yo, that, call me. That's Dill. a good question, bro. That's that's a really good question. I think that that <laughs> is something that's always kind of building. You know, like uh, there are those moments when something great happens, and you know, and you think, "All right, well, this is it. Like, this is a big step." But there's always another step after that. Mm -hmm. So I think that. Um, in some ways, when Jordan Belfort originally got popular, you know, I didn't have the type of music catalog that I needed in order to build uh, an audience as big as I would have liked. So, um, you know, in many ways, you know, that was one instance of like, okay, I've made it. Like with Jordan Belfort, that was the, I think, the first big win that allowed me to say, all right, 
I'm going to do this music really seriously and I'm going to take this to the next level. So after having that big win, you know, that's that's a step in the right direction. But life is all about, uh, you know, changes and constantly progressing and constantly getting better. So every time you have a big win, I think that increases your confidence and it it helps you form your direction in life. But there's always going to be a new win after that. So I try not to get in a mindset of thinking like, okay, I, I made it or this is it. Because once you start thinking like that, um, you know, that's when you stop pushing for that next that next step and that next yeah. level. So I'm always staying motivated and working on that. That's dope. That's dope. And, that, and that's how it should be. And the funny thing is, is that even Jordan Belfort brought you on his own show to talk about <laughs> to talk about your success and talk about the song itself and what was that like man meeting jordan belford what was that like the wolf yeah, of wall street for crying out I loud mean, you know the wolf of wall street the wolf himself of course that was dope and yeah. something that i made happen really it was like it's been you know like six years since the song came out and this guy's known the song since really since it came out it was sent to him like in the early days and it's kind of just been following him around every everywhere he goes he, he hears our song which is just funny i mean you know we never connected with him before the song was inspired after seeing the movie mm-hmm. but um no connection to him or the movie at all yeah. so uh, you know, six years later, I started networking really hard around in L.A. to just get in touch with him. And I was able to reach out to him and, uh, you know, get in touch with him. And I went over to his house and met him. And uh, basically, I was just like, yo, man, like, we got a great story here. Let's get on the podcast. And so we were able to get on his podcast. And That's it was awesome. really dope. And, um, you know, it just shows that you, you got to you gotta stay on top of your networking and you can really make anything happen. I mean, it's funny how I went from literally it, it was a thought in my mind when we were writing Jordan Belfort, like, Oh, you know, this song's dope. Like one day maybe I'll meet, meet Jordan Belfort, whatever, you right. know, that's a, that's a thought when you're writing the song, but it's crazy to see that happen six years later, just cause of an idea. Yeah. I, I love that, man. I mean, you, cause you never know where <clears throat> you never know where your hard work is going to lead you. You know what I'm saying? And you never know where your hard work is being seen you know, and where it's going to touch and, and reach out to people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I commend you for all the hard work that you're doing, man. And, 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 and you know, you know, that's that. a, that's a good point, you know, is that what, what you just said is a really good point is that when you put your work out there, you never know where it's going to go. And yeah. I think an important thing that a lot of, of creators, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're in music, whether you do some other type of art or you're making a product, you have to actually put it out there and allow the world to see it and give yourself that type of platform to blow up. I think a lot of uh, artists, you know, entrepreneurs, they will they will take a lot of, of effort uh, working on their craft, whether that means making beats or making music in their free time. But if you never put that out there, there's no chance for the world to, to hear it. And so you got to really remember that it's important to take that extra step to finish your project and put it out there. Yeah. Um, it, what I always say is it, get, it sets the bar for you. So you should always be trying to improve against yourself. Don't worry about what other people are putting out. There's always going to be someone out there that can appreciate your work. And it sets a bar for you to keep moving up. So you start here. You know, you want to get better and better every time. So, you know, put that content out there and give yourself that chance to improve. Give yourself that chance to actually blow up from something that maybe you didn't think was good enough. Yeah. No, I love that, man. And, and, and that's very, very true. Some people think, uh, you know, they'll, they'll throw the things away. They'll throw 
things into the trash thinking that it, it's it's worthless and it's like you just never know who's going to appreciate that particular piece of work you never know who's going to appreciate what your work is you never know whose eyes are going to land and 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 look at that piece you know or hear that piece you know it's amazing and 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 the truth of the matter is a lot of us are a lot harder than on ourselves than other people are and and so that's important to realize that some of the most successful and talented people are going to be sort of in that perfectionist mindset. They're going to be a lot harder on themselves than other people would be. So if you are one of those really high output, high performing people who also happens to be like a perfectionist, meaning you're very hard on yourself, then you get in this situation of like never putting anything out when the whole time maybe you had some really great content that would have actually got some traction if you put it out there. True. So you got to realize these things because like the day, the day, the day and age we're living in, it's all about time. You know, if your videos out there for extra year or two, or your music's got an extra year or two to grow, it makes all the difference. Yeah. And that's, and that's very true, man. Uh, cause I, I think that's also the thing, like, you know, using platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram is an opportunity to not be perfect, to start putting out content and seeing what works, seeing what sticks. If, it, if, it, if you feel like it's not perfect, it might be perfect to another person. Then if you, see, if you see that it's working, then you start to hone in on that craft. You start to chisel away at it and make it a, a, much, more, a, a much more detailed sculpture, you know what I mean? Uh, which is like just your, your career or your art. Um, because not every song is going to be, or not every piece of work is going to be perfect. The whole thing is that that strive for perfection, you know, to write that perfect song or to paint that perfect portrait, you know, or to take that perfect picture. You know, it, that's the whole point of using these platforms to grow. And I think that a lot of people get scared of doing that is just showing the start. But as you grow. Your art grows, you know. Um, And your platform grows, which is uh, really amazing. You know, it's like me thinking like on a selfish level, like me thinking about my first interview ever and to my interviews now. You know what I mean? Drastically different, you know? Same here. I mean, same here. And the thing is, what you need to realize is that what you think today mm-hmm. is, is not always, it's never going to be the same as, as what you think a year from today or in five years from today. Mm-hmm. And as an artist, your, your brand is always going to be constantly evolving, constantly changing. I mean, you can go look at, I think everybody's seen like these memes or whatever that go around with like, it's like Lil Wayne, right? You get like Lil Wayne from like the early 2000s or like all the way through, you know, now. And you can see how like he's just changed his image, his look and all that. And you can see that with any artist. I mean, you're constantly changing your brand. You're constantly changing your look. You're constantly releasing new and different music. So it's important to embrace that. So I think a lot of artists are at the early stages and they overthink, uh, you know, how to take their career to the next level. It's just like embrace where you're at now. Make the most of that. That's how you're going to learn how to get even better and, um, you know, start to to create change in your own world and your own reality. So. Uh, I think that's the key is you just got to have a vision. You got to know, uh, you know, know what you want out of life and just keep working towards that. 
that vision. That's so true, man. And I love that. Um, and thank you for dropping that knowledge, dropping those knowledge bombs on everybody who's watching and in the and for the future people that are going to be watching this interview here in the, in the near future. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a good feeling about you, man. And, um, you know, I really think that you got something um, really unique and uh, and it's dope, man. Like you just you, you just got something that's different. And I think that um, I think that people are, you know, people are starting to obviously starting to gravitate towards that and eat that up. In fact, we're about to show off one of your music videos live right here on the Pascal show. Yes, sir. Yeah, Let's man. Why don't you intro it so we can uh, so we can throw this up real quick? Yes, sir. This is the bad hair video. Shout goes out to Elon. My dude knows how to just blaze it. You know, um, the Bad Hair video is a dope song. One of my favorite songs from the Crypto Rich album. Uh, we did a video here in Philadelphia. We brought the Tesla out to 30th Street Station and it's doing great on YouTube. Um, so I'm excited to show you all this new Bad Hair video. Uh, it's just the first video off the Crypto Rich album. We got a couple more um, shooting one this Saturday. We got the Murder Me video too. So yeah, if you like this video, make sure to subscribe on YouTube and then check out my other videos too because they're all dope. Yeah, baby. Uh, so we're about to show you this. This is Bad Hair. Enjoy. Pascal, I wish we could have Bad Hair days. <laughs> man yeah. uh, i gotta tell you something guys if you haven't gotten a chance to go and do this go and follow dill dude is super super talented if you don't if you hadn't seen if you didn't see what was going on in that music video clearly this guy has a lot of things going on for himself it's a great video it's a fun song you got to go and check him out go find him d y l but you know we got jack in the house as well we're gonna go into a quick commercial break but when we come back we're gonna be doing a quick little pop quiz with our man dill we'll be right back this is the pascal show Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and sticking around and being a part of the conversation. Now, I just got to say this really, really quick because uh, we are having some uh, internet issues because there's a huge storm going passing over St. Louis right now. So the internet might be a little jacked up. And uh, so I just wanted to give you guys a fair heads up of what's going on. But... We still got our boy Dill in the house. We're about to play a fun little game with Jack. It's a little time for a little bit of pop quiz hot shot. Yes. It's time for a little pop quiz hot shot. And, uh, you know, so here it is. I don't even know what the game is going to be, to be really honest. So, uh, Jackie, what's a guan? All right, so uh, we're going to stay in the music uh, realm today. And uh, these are 13 commonly misheard song lyrics uh, that mm -hmm. happen to be a little bit funnier than the real ones. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to give you the, mis the misheard lyric, and then uh, I want to see if you guys can, one, tell me what the actual lyric is. Uh, and then if you want, for bonus points, be able to pull the song and the, and the artist uh, as well. Uh, so if you need some hints, then I'll, I'll drop you the, the actual line and then just give me the song and the artist. Okay. So, all right. So we're going to start out. Here's the first awesome. one. Uh, excuse me oh, wait. while I kiss this guy. Hold on one second. One second. Okay. So, so before we jump into it, I just want everybody to know that um, you guys can play along too. So comment down below. 
all right for all the all you guys who are on the chat and everything comment down below and see if you're smarter than me and dill dill i'm about yeah, to i'm about to it. i'm about it. to kick your ass i'm just letting you know <laughs> i'm competitive as all get out so go ahead and start again my brother all right, please all right, all right, here's the first one excuse me while i kiss this guy okay uh, well, I let's this see guy. purple haze don't yeah. my brain okay <laughs> what's the actual line uh, excuse me while i kiss this guy the yeah. sky yeah. not this guy <laughs> dirty mother lovers right, here's the next one uh it doesn't matter if we're naked or not oh excuse me say that it again it doesn't matter uh, if we're naked or not hmm uh oh oh uh Bon Jovi, halfway there. Oh, yeah, living on a prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the actual line? Living on a prayer, yeah. Uh, doesn't matter if we'll make it or not. There yeah, you go. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> there you go, Dill. All right. All right. He's getting warmed up. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, Dancing it. Queen, feel the beat from the tangerine. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Abba. Dancing. Dancing Queen. Yeah, and Abba, you guys got a half and half there. Yeah. What's the actual line, though? Wait, she's, she's only 17. Something like uh, that. Those are the one before. So feel the beat from the tangerine should be what? Feel the beat from the... Tambourine. That's yeah. what it is. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, then I saw her face. Now I'm going to leave her. Oh, I'm a believer. I'm there a believer. Go, that one. Yeah. Come on, that's easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> then I all saw right. her face. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all I see. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, shout out Shrek. There, yeah. there we go, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I can see clearly now Lorraine is gone. I can uh, see yeah, clearly nice. now the rain is gone. gone. Yeah, who sings that song? I don't know. No idea. Johnny Nash. Oh, uh, there we go. Yep. All right. Uh, kicking your cat all over the place. Oh, kicking your can all, all over, over the, the place. place. Yep. We will, we, we will, will, will rock, rock you. Rock. Yeah, there we go. Pascal, you got some competition today. I know. Damn. Oh, Come on, man. man. You know, I'm, I'm quick, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning, said the worst attorney. <laughs> we Billy didn't Joel. start the fire. Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Uh, we burn and the, the world, world was turning. turning. There yep. we go. There we go. <laughs> In unison. Come on, man. Right, number eight here. Uh, cereal, little darling. Cereal. Ooh. The little darling's got to be the, the hint there. I don't know that one. Ce oh, wait, wait, wait. Repeat it again. Cereal, little darling. Cereal. The little darling. Cereal. Stir it up. Stir it, Stir it up. <laughs> ah, there you go. Marley there? Yes, Bob Marley. Uh, excellent. Uh, there's a bathroom on the right. There's a bathroom on the right. Bathroom on the right. I don't know. There's a bathroom on the right. Come on. I've songs from this band before. Mm. But uh, this is Credence. Bad and there's a bad moon rising on the oh. right. There's a bad moon on the rise. Instead of a okay. Right. There's a bad okay. moon okay. on the rise, right. or something like that. A few more here. 
Uh, was that an Amber Alert coming through yeah, for you? Or that flash flood or something? Straight up. Warning. There you go. All right. Uh, this is the dawning of the Age of Asparagus. Uh, this is the dawning of the Age of Aquarius. Right? Yes. I don't know who sings that. But yeah. Uh, that is a bit dimension. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I got three more here. So uh, let's pee in the corner. Let's pee in the spotlight. <laughs> That's me that in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Oh, losing bad, my bad. religion. REM. Right? Yep. There you go. I know that one. Peeing That's in the spotlight. The ants are my friends, and they're blowing in the wind. Uh, uh, um, what is it? What did you say? The ants are my friends, uh, and they're blowing in the wind. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. Yep. Who's something, it? something is blowing in the wind. That's all I know. I don't know. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, sure. Like a Rolling yep. Stone. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, here's the last one. Okay, it's last a little, one. Uh, you know. No luck. What was that? <laughs> no, it's Pearl Jam, Yellow Lead Better. It's oh. when like he's like screaming into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that all right. so that's all we got for today. And so that was... That's a little misheard song lyrics. Thanks for playing. Uh, Dilly yeah, did man. an awesome job. I think you crushed Pascal uh, by like at least three points. Oh, so. whatever, man. Nah. Hell <laughs> to the nah. Don't you dare say always... that. Anyway, uh, Dill, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, can you let everybody know where they can find you, go follow you and all that on all the social medias and everything? Yes, sir. Go check out my website, itslit.org. You can follow me everywhere, Famous Dill, Famous D-Y-L. Just look me up and go to my website, itslit.org, YouTube, Spotify, all that, man. I got a dope party playlist on Spotify, so check that out. Awesome. Awesome. Be sure to check him out. Very, very talented dude. Thank you so much, brother. Have a good rest of your day, my dude. All right? Yes, sir. All right, man. Peace. Dope. Peace, bro. And, uh, yo, oh. I was thinking also, um, do you got a minute for us to go live on Instagram? Uh, yeah, after after my show, uh, for sure. Oh, oh you, you got uh, yeah. more of the show? I got 25 more minutes. Sounds I got 25 good, minutes, so I'll find you in 25 minutes, all right? Let's get it. All right, man. Peace. All right. Awesome. Well, that was fun. That was a whole lot of fun. Anyway, I'm glad he came on. You know what I mean? Uh, I appreciated him coming on and uh, chopping it up with us and everything. Uh, super talented kid. Uh, you got to go check him out. Uh, he's got a lot of great music, a lot of good stuff. And, uh, you know, that bad hair song, I just really, really loved. The first time I heard it, I was like, man, that's, that's a fun-ass song. That's just a fun song, you know? Um, but, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that. Anyway, we got to jump into uh, more conversation. Uh, do I still got you, Jack? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. We got to talk about this whole thing. Big Ten and the it has been canceled? Yeah, so Bruh. there's a... Uh you know, obviously some, some movements going through the, the conferences. Um, yeah, but the commissioner has shot down Nebraska's hopes of playing outside conference this season. Yes. Uh, Big Ten Pac-12 postponed the fall college football, uh, you know, 
uh, all the games. Uh, and so, uh, but basically be a fall without college sports. Uh, and, and, you know, it, but they had no, no choice to call. They say that they had no choice to call off sports. Um, and there's a lot of degrees of astonishment and outrage over it all. Um, yeah. So these are the, it's, I mean, you know, uh, that, well, they're saying that the they're postponing it till they said that they're, it looks like they're going to be postponing it till the spring. And the thing is, is I know a lot of people are angry, but you're still going to get football in the spring. So I know that sucks. I know that is a, that's a, I know that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? I know right. that's a lot um, uh, of sports all at one time. Uh, it's hard to focus on just, you know, it's hard to focus on three if there's like three going on all at the same time. But at the same time, like, I mean, you know, bruh, there, there's only so much you can do about it being canceled. I understand people are up in arms and angry about it. Like, bruh, bruh. But at the same time, like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, it's going to really reshape, you know, kind of like there's a statement here. Tom uh, Shettle, the Omaha World Herald, uh, wrote, uh, this will be the day that changed everything. The shape of universities, the fabric of college football, the strength and charm of so many college towns. The dominoes are about to fall and they're going to land on a lot of good people. And one might happen uh, that we didn't expect. We will remember this as the beginning of the end of Nebraska and the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. And the way the Big Ten and Kevin Warren have conducted themselves, what would, uh, that would be a good thing. Um, you can believe that the Big Ten presidents care about the well-being of student-athletes. That's real. We believe, too, the Big Ten leaders are very much into optics and image and being on the right side of history. You know, it's um, one of those things where I think that any of these places potentially could, you know, if they can control all of their students and where they're going and what they're doing and then be able to clean the locations and stuff like that. But because everyone's going out and living their lives and they come back into the, into the locker room, it's not like you're just, you know, it's not like they're just all living inside the locker room yeah. and then going and playing and coming back to the locker room. Like they, they got their lives too. So, you know, it's really hard to keep everyone safe and, and not sick. And then the, the expenses that are going to also be hit all these schools to be able to do cleaning and have extra staff to be able to help out with different things like, you know, it, for some schools, it just isn't feasible. Right. And, and you know, and, and that, and that's the thing, like, I guess I'd like to know what people, what people think on this. You know what I mean? Like, are you guys for this or against this? I mean, I'm saying in, in light of what's going on with the Rona <clears throat> that's still circulating throughout the country, people are still getting sick as you already see. The Cardinals, for example, just, you know, just talking about a local team, St. Louis Cardinals have been postponing, stopping games, postponing, 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 because a lot of their teammates are getting sick. There's a possibility they might not even be. They might not even be, uh, they might not even have a chance to finish out the season. They got a very, very short amount of time to knock out a large amount of games. There's no way that they're going to be able to play that many games in short amount of time and still be able to qualify for the playoffs. There's just no way. 
So I leave the question out to you guys and in, in, in what you think in regards to it. You know, I'm going to open up the phone lines as well. Uh, give us a call at 314-766-4581. I'd like to know what you think on this situation. Do you think, are you for this, the fact that Big Ten has been canceled? Are you against it? Comment down below or give us a call at 314-766-4581. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this situation. I know that there's a lot of people angry, understandably, but what are we going to do? If you have a solution, definitely give us a call. I'd love to hear that solution too. 314-766-4581. Now, the thing is, is with that, that situ- with that talk, with that situation, there's a possibility that they could do something. But the only thing is that they're students, they're college students. They still got to go to school. So the only issue, the only problem I can see happening, the only thing I can see them doing is doing the same thing with, with what the NBA did, which is they created a bubble. NHL did the same thing. They created a, created a bubble. No one was allowed to go out or come back in. They stayed in, they're staying in their facility, and that's it. You know, almost like they're at a sleepaway camp, <laughs> you know, like a basketball camp. They're only allowed there. And if they go out, they come back in and they're still getting tested, you know, and, and these guys are getting tested every single day consistently to make sure that no one's getting sick. So. The only thing I can see them doing is doing that like a bubble. But the only problem is, is that those guys Those athletes are all students. They still got to go to school. They still got to go out there and get their grades. They still got to go learn them some stuff. So. Mm. Watch all these basketball, football scholarships be dropped. That's exactly. You're not not playing anymore. There's no more conference plan. So why are we paying for you? Enjoy enjoy community college because that's the only thing you can afford now. And see, that's what's unfair. That's unfair to those students that have been busting their hump for that college so that they can get their education. That's unfair. That's unfair. unfair, isn't it? Say again, what? Say again? Uh, Pandemic's just unfair in general. So, I mean... True, uh, but that's should... just another another thing that's being, you know, just sidelined, basically, uh, no pun intended. Uh, and, and it's a just the thing that's being swept up in this whole mess, you know, and it's a there's so many people's lives not, you know, there's people that are actually in full on jobs outside of college. Oh, yeah. That that can't go to work and that have lost their jobs and their some of their jobs may never go back to the same type of job they were uh, so while these athletes have been competing and doing all this stuff their entire life and it is obviously disappointing for them and for a lot of their families and fans yeah and the small cities and everybody that depends on them to produce an economic and you know and like uptick in their communities you know but it's a everyone's being you know affected differently and uh, but this is a large swath of, of people that are going to have, yeah. you know, setbacks. And it's not like, 
okay, I'm a senior. Maybe I'll just go ahead and declare my free free agent type of thing and mm-hmm. uh, try to be picked up by the NFL. Well, the NFL's having its own issues too, right? Uh, you know, so you know you don't know where you can go, you know, and go play. Maybe some of these colleges will let some of the seniors come back and play another season uh, after they graduated. You know, be you know, maybe there's some rule changes or something that's going to be you know different, or just make everyone for this season play uh, you know online and uh, make their own characters and. You know, that's how you get your entire life, uh, you know, reviewed now. So, <laughs> you know, I, I wish, um, I wish it was that simple. I really yeah. do wish it was that simple, but unfortunately it's not, that's not how it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, that's just not how the cookie crumbles with this situation. And th- like I said, there's a lot, and there's also a lot of college students that are hoping to go pro. And this is their opportunity to show off their, skills this is their last final year last final season to prove to whatever scouts that are out there that they're worthy to be recruited to go pro um and i know we've talked about this multiple times but this is a it's it's terrible it sucks this sucks man you know what i'm saying and and, you know and i'm not huge into Big Ten, and I'm not into you know uh, uh, Pac-12 and all that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not huge into college football, but at the same time, like I still think about all those kids, all those guys that are out there, busting their hump, hoping to achieve a dream, and they can't do it now. Yeah. A lot. I'm saying a lot of them that have their. This is their last year. This is their last leg to show off their skills to hopefully get recruited. And that's right. the thing that really aggravates me more than, more than anything in the world. And also that, that too, I'm hoping that they honor their, their, um, their scholarships. I hope the schools honor those athlete scholarships that they don't just sit there and go, well, you're not working. You're not playing for the, for the school. Sorry. Right. We got to take that scholarship from you. Hopefully they honor the scholarships, but at the same time, for those who are really hoping for an opportunity to get out there and go pro, this might be, this might stifle that dream. Very true. And that's a a very unfortunate situation. It's very unfortunate. Now here's a big question. Shoot. Uh, What is Vegas going to do without having any of these sports to bet on? Oh, and, you know, because I mean, that is a huge thing for everyone to come in there and, uh, you know, betting on all these games. There's so much money that's transferred. Uh, and there's you know, a lot of these people that, that are make a living doing sports betting, too. Uh, and that, you know, there's beyond just people on the field uh, are, are affected from this cancellation. That is a very good point. I totally forgot about that. You mean the money grubbing people that have all the gambling problems and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, those. It's guys, only problem you lose, Pascal. It's only. It's only. Uh, yeah, it's only problem when you when you lose. Um, and and uh, Tyrannus, what's up, Tyrannus? Just said uh, Vegas will survive, laughing face. Um, and that's true. Vegas will survive. Um, on that end, but I feel like they'll find another means to do some sort of betting. Think yeah. about it. Esports. Esports. Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of o- online games 
you know, where there's people who are playing against other teams and all that. They can better get the, against those things. If, if somebody's really itching, like, ah, I got to uh, I got to get it. I got to get my fix. I mean, if that's the case, they can always go to E, e, e games. Yeah. They can always go electrical. You know, they, they can always go electronic. You know what I'm saying? For for it. I'm sure there's plenty of people that bet on Ninja. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Or any of these people that are actually like competitive gamers. So right. why not? It's it's something to do. I mean, it's it's crazy, but it's something else. Yeah, you know what There's I mean. There's all these uh, all these like people that also have been buying up like sports cards this year, uh, and on rookie card cards and stuff like that for all the different like college sports, and yeah. a lot of them have gone up in like in value by a bunch. Uh, Gary Vee's been out there pushing people to go buy sports cards like as an investment. Sports uh, like cards. Yeah, back to like trading cards, like sports cards, like. Buying up Zion Williamson's and like everybody else that's a rising rookies and um, but now those people may not have a chance to play as many games or hours or or minutes as they could. So you know, even even in that world, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty of the value of those cards that people have been going out and buying because they thought that people were still playing. And so it's uh, interesting. Yeah. You know what 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 I find very funny is. Um, Mad respect for Gary Vaynerchuk, love him to death um, and all that. But sometimes I wonder what his motivations are behind certain things. Money. Facts. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like when he says, everybody go to LinkedIn, because that's where it's going to start popping off. Who says yeah. he's, he doesn't already have shares in that piece? Oh, guaranteed. You know what I mean? Does. Or it's like, hey, go, <laughs> go, to, go to TikTok. TikTok's going to blow up. Yeah. Who said, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he was saying all these things for a while, for a lot of things. Now, now it's been, now it's LinkedIn. Now he's like, yo, everybody get on LinkedIn. Everybody get on that LinkedIn, yo, get on it. Yeah. And it's now it's like, bruh. Now it's, now it's, you, you see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It just makes you wonder what his motive, like his motivations must be something. There's something else. There's something going yeah. on. That's all I'm trying to say. And it just seems a little funky. Yeah. Um, you know? Um, and yeah. don't get me wrong. Everybody listens to him because he's a big-time influencer. He's a big-time motivational speaker. He gets people moving. But that's the one thing that makes me wonder. Like, now you're talking about sports cards? Like, baseball cards and stuff? And he's made bank. Like, he's, like, shown things where he's gone out and, like, bought up all the yeah. Zion Williamson rookie cards he could. And then they, like, quadrupled in value over six months. And so, like, he, you know, he's going out. And he's not buying five of them. He's buying, like, trying to get his hands on, like, 5,000 of them. So, like. <laughs> yeah. He's got the, yeah, he's got he's the money, got money in the time. In it. Yeah, he's got then the he, money then in the. Then he promotes it. And then those exactly. people all jump on board. And now he sells all of his stuff. Exactly. And so. He got yeah. the money and he got the time. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He got the monies and he got the times. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But yep. that's interesting for sure. That's an interesting yeah. thing for sure. Um, shoot. People be funny, man. People be funny. They certainly are. And I mean, you know, and, and like I said, this, this whole situation is really, uh, really tragic. It's really unfortunate. I am not personally, I'm not happy you know, even though I'm not a huge, huge into sports like that, where I'm just like, you know, are you ready for some football? Like, I'm not that guy. But at the same time, you know, it is just a very unfortunate 
situation that I think, you know, like I wish it was just a little bit different for all of us. And I think it was, I wish it was a little bit different for all the athletes out there because here's the other thing too. And I know that there's a lot of people that feel some type of way about this, but I'm going to keep it straight funky. Um, There's a lot of people out there that feel that they're wasting all the, the testings, all the tests on -hmm. all the athletes. They're going, Hey, there's a shortage of COVID tests in, in areas because, the NBA players are using them every single day. You know what I mean? All of them. Every single day. You know what I mean? And it's like, all right, don't get me wrong. I, I understand they, they need to perform. They need to do what they do. But damn, they're getting tested every er, er day. Er day. All day, er day. That's a lot. That's a lot of tests on multiple players every day. And it's like, what about the rest of us? How about us? How about, how about me? Hi. Love to have more tests more often. Instead of waiting 17 days for a result to come back. Something to think about. Yeah. Oh, and then Tyrion has said NFL gets tested daily also. Bruh. See what I'm saying? That's a lot of freaking people. That's a lot of tests, man. Daily, bruh. Do you know how many other people? like? Come on. Yeah. That's a lot. And, and here's the thing. Uh, Tierney said not sure about MLB. Now, here's the thing, though. Probably not as much because these guys are getting sick. It's like these cases keep popping up. Everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, <laughs> deep cut, everyone's getting sick. At least certain teams are starting to get sick. You know, there's little outbreaks that are happening inside the teams. Damn, yo. Damn, that ain't gangster. That ain't gangster, in my personal opinion. But that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of tests on a lot of players. And it's, it's, it's the thing. It's like, do we keep pushing for baseball season to happen? Or do we just shut the doors and say, hey, we're going to get things popping when a vaccine gets going. That's it. I mean, that's the only real thing that they can do, I mean, as of right now, because we see that no matter where it goes, uh, in any sports right now, there's not really a way to, you can test all you want, but, you know, when one person comes in and is tested positive, just like these schools are saying, okay, well, this many people have, have are confirmed, so now we got to quarantine everybody else. Like, and when you don't, you got other people coming back, like, I don't know. It's, a, it's a, obviously a really tough situation. Yeah. And I just, uh, it, it just, it's a, it's, it's very, uh, to me, it's very annoying. Um, and understandably everyone, everyone, uh, everyone is entitled to their own opinions in, re- in regards to it. Big 10 has officially, uh, been canceled or at least postponed. Let's just say that lightly has been postponed. Um, till God knows when, but, uh, I mean, the only thing we can do is wait, just wait and see what happens from here on out. You know, I, yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm not, it's a frustrating time for everybody, for everybody. 
on on every level. Uh, and we all want things to change, understandably. But uh, for now, we're just going to have to wait and see what how this all comes out. You know, I mean, here's the other thing, too. Like, let's talk about the uh, NHL real quick. I mean, they're already going they're already doing playoffs for the Stanley Cup. I, I and to me, it's like, what? But then again, it's like, I don't know how many how many games were played before the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as their season before they were shut down, before the NHL said, whoa, we got to stop this. This Rona's coming through quick. Right. It makes you wonder when did they when did they turn how many games did they get in before they turned things off? Right. You know, um, you know, a season starts in, you know, their preseason starts in like October ish. And then, you know, their, their full season, the full season, at least the blues, St. Louis blues season doesn't start until like the, in, until like the, the real season doesn't start until like November. So it's November, December, January, February, March, April. Well, mm, Let's just say they had five months of games. So I guess that makes sense. Let's just say roughly. Right. So I guess that makes sense because they've had enough time to play some games, a good portion of games. So I guess that makes sense that they would go into the playoffs already. It's just interesting. Didn't uh, uh, Tyrone said, didn't NBA suppose, didn't NBA supposed to have, or I guess wasn't, NBA supposed to have some kind of ring they were wearing to monitor temperature also for each player. Wow, that's some high-tech stuff, man. Using apps and stuff, I guess. Damn. No, yeah, I mean, damn. Damn, if that's the case, damn, where is it for me, too? Damn. You know what I'm saying? Where is it for everybody else? Damn. How do, how do athletes get all the special treatment up in this piece, man? Tanu Vane, I wouldn't be surprised if the owner share... Uh, trying to rush through as, as many games as possible before they give up on the year's profit. Yeah, you got a point. Mm -hmm. Just try to push, push, push. Try to make their monies. You know, trying to secure the bags as quickly as they can. You know, as quickly as they can. Circle. Ha! Funny, funny uh, screen name. Uh, Circle um, said, I heard some college conferences uh, have moved games to the spring and they are worried about the huge financial hit absolutely and that's the, and that that is what it is but, uh the pack is it pack 12 or pack 10 pack 12 right it's uh, pack 12 pack 12 yeah yeah it's big 10 and pack 12 but yes big 10 and pack 12 are planning on they like it's not canceled it's just postponed and they're planning on dragging the entire season into the spring but you know we are just going to have to see what happens because like I said, there's gonna there's other things that go on in the spring that people are hype about when it comes to college ball. You know what I mean? So the uh, college sports. So we're gonna we're just gonna have to sit back, see what happens here in the near future. Anyway, we gotta go. It's that that about wraps up the show today, guys. I wanna say a big thank you and huge shout out to my brother uh Dill for coming onto the show. Be sure to find him on his Instagram uh, and on YouTube. Go and find him. He's a really talented kid. Like I said, go check him out. Really great stuff. Go find him there. Uh, and, uh, of course, Jack, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, man. And real quick, I just got to give a shout-out to Sir Mix-A-Lot. 
It is his birthday today on oh. hump day for Baby Got Back. That's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Hump day, Baby Got Back's artist, Sir Mix-A-Lot. It's his yeah. birthday. You know what I'm saying? That's 57 years old. 57 years old. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sir Mix-A-Lot. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. But anyway, Jack. on a positive note. Yes, yes. So, Jack, <laughs> thank you so much for being on, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Man. Good to see you. Anyway, uh, we got to get going, but I will be on later on tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time to talk about any of the crazy stuff that's been going on because I'm sure there's going to be more developing news going on as the day progresses. Stay wonderful out there, you guys. I don't know why I was going to say stay thirsty, my friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I appreciate all you guys for being in. We got to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. I'll see you guys at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.